I'm Seaver with another episode of the Drives Rockstar interview podcast, and Jimmy Vivino is with me on the phone. He is with the Beatles tribute band Fab Foe. Jimmy, hello and welcome. Hey, man, you got a pod? What a unique idea. Uh, you're podcasting, you know, I know, right? We're jumping right onto it. No, people, people talk and it comes out. And you hear them talking. It's, wow. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you can listen to it on demand rather than uh, making an appointment. It's, it's awesome. Great. You know, I wish I, I wish so much that I could go back and, and hear radio shows again. I know. Uh, from when I was a kid. But that's the great greatest thing about the podcast. Yeah. You can listen to it again. It's a, it's a great it's great that radio is back in in the for, new form called the podcast. I yeah. think it's wonderful. Well, and, well, uh, well thanks. Welcome it's, to the uh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you, well, let me just let me just start off the the interview with you by uh, by by saying that I'm going to go with this um, with the curiosity of a Beatles fan uh, and someone who has uh, never seen the Fab Fo. I may have heard of you, okay, but I've never seen you in person. Uh, what would set you apart from a typical Beatles tribute band? Well, uh, the the tribute part is uh, clearly uh, is is sort of a skewed word. Uh, we don't wear wigs. We don't do accents. We don't, you know, there isn't a John guy, a Paul guy, or a George guy. Okay. We don't dress up in Beatles suits. We're not a wax fruit band, as I say, <laughs> and we're not like an animatronic Hall of the Presidents Beatles show, uh, including banter, you know, that they got off of some live show. None of that. Okay. Good. We clearly just musicians who, in a classical sense, want to bring the records to the stage with the best players that we could assemble, which is 21 years going now. Okay. And uh, and and I think we're one song short of doing the entire catalog. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, now having I... played every song, so it's, it's what's the um, one song? I mean, my God, you got to tell me what that one song is. I think it's real love. Oh, I think it's real love. One oh. of the posthumous uh, John songs. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Fab Four. We have done Free as a Bird, but you know, it's 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 a different kind of a band. It's um, you know, we look at it as our classical music, yeah. and uh, you know, we're kind of a chamber ensemble that comes up. I mean, if you go and see the Chicago Symphony do Mozart, they don't put powdered wigs on, and uh, that's a good point. You know, it's they play the music, yes. and that's 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 the difference. And with all due respect, there's room for everybody to do this to to play this music, but we only play the music <laughs> that's the, the line is drawn there that should be enough because it is the the greatest music of our time pop music and and in some ways our classical music because don't forget that mozart and beethoven were the pop writers of their time yeah they were popular uh, when they were when they were you know current but let me let me just mention sure. i got i got to get this out because the fab four will be in chicago at the park west a beautiful venue i don't know if you've played there before but i love that place uh, it's oh, one of my favorite places and that goes back to playing there in the in the late 70s early 80s yeah. when the playboy club was around the corner right uh, <laughs> well that concert by the way and is I... friday may 10th uh, and I, I just kind of want to know uh, what are the fans going to get? Uh, what are the, what are we going to be treated with? Uh, with with this we're uh, doing, performance? We're doing we have a, uh, we're doing some of our white album favorites in one show. Okay, one half, and the other half is uh, is a just a mixed just mix from from the cavern to the rooftop. You know, just like just like everything 
in between. Um, we just every time we do a show, we do a different show. Yeah. So uh, I won't even know until you know the week before or or which is next week. So after I get through this weekend, uh, we're playing somewhere this weekend in Porchester, New York. I'll uh, I'll get the set list Monday for next week. Okay. And uh, and believe me, it's you. you I have to do homework <laughs> all the time with this band because we keep it interesting. You know, a lot of bands will have a set list. This is the set list we're doing for this tour for the year. Mm-hmm. But that's not the Fab Fo's M.O. Ours is to change it up every show. So, um, and Chicago, too, is, is a special place to us. Uh, we've done a lot of great shows there. Park West, to me, is the first place I ever played in Chicago. So, oh, uh, and and played there with a lot of different people, and yeah. I like that place a lot. Well, tell yeah. us about tell us about who's in the band. I know there's a, a tremendous uh, a pedigree with you guys. Uh, Jimmy Vivino is is who I am speaking with uh, of the Fab Four. Well, well um, now let me just say this. I know. With- I, okay, now I just want to I want I want to get your pedigree out first because you were the guitarist and music director for the Conan O'Brien show, uh, and you worked with a ton a ton of great musicians, including the late Levon Helm uh, and others. Uh, now go ahead. You you take off from there. Well, I well you know I the the, the Conan O'Brien thing and it's still going for me. You know uh, I've been there twenty six years now. I'm still working with Conan. Uh, and you know the Will Lee, who is the bass player for Fab Fo, uh, was uh, the bass player for Letterman while I was doing Conan in New York. We lived in the same building, uh, which was funny because we'd come home from work, and Will would you know be he lived three floors above me. And and uh, I would be getting just as I'd be getting out of the elevator because we'd meet up, you know, on the train and come back home together. He would say, hey, when are we going to start that Beatles band? The elevator doors <laughs> would close in a comedic way and with my jaw dropped, going, why, why would we do that? You know, yelling at a closed elevator door. Why would we do that? You know, in the hallway of the building. And then it just went on and on like this. I said, he's just messing with me, man. Yeah. And then I started thinking, this is Will Lee. Um, most Likely the best bass player on the planet, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, he can do everything and anything. And um, I said, why wouldn't I want to do anything? with Whatever he wants to do, I should want to do it. But it kept going on kind of, I thought it was a joke. And then he calls me uh, in my apartment and says, come up, come upstairs. I got, I, come up, come up, I got to show you something. So I go upstairs and he's got the other guys there. He's got wait, Frank Agnello, Jack Petroselli, and... Rich Pagano, three more Italians, and me. And, uh, <laughs> okay, now wait a minute here. I, I've got what's five. What's going on up here? Yeah, I've got five so, musicians. Uh, I'm counting here. I've, I've got my fingers going, and I've got five. You're not yeah, the five. Fab Foe isn't even four. Well, F A U X. You know what it means. <laughs> I know what it means. I know what yeah. it means. No, the four is people, even four. There's a band that actually calls themselves the Fab Four, which I think is kind of well, how can you do that? You can't do that. That's no, no. Yeah, you don't do yeah, that. Well, they do, but they do, but they do. It's just a lack of imagination, yeah, I guess. Exactly. It works. But <laughs> but anyway, so Fab Four, which Will came up with the name, and this is, and he had already had this concept from Rich Pagano, the drummer, and him. Would were playing touring in Europe with Hiram Bullock, another a great guitar player who passed away, uh, but a great friend of ours, and um, he was the original guitar player on the Letterman Show. And and Hiram was late for sound check. I think they were in Japan, maybe. And so Will and Rich just started playing Beatle grooves together, bass and drums. 
that's where the seed was planted. So then uh, Will asked Rich if he knew some other guys, and Rich knew Jack, who was uh, working maybe with Joan Osborne at the time and, and Rufus Wainwright, yeah. a great multi-instrumentalist Jack was. And, uh, and then Frank Agnello was another guy that Rich knew uh, from playing, just playing club dates with. Mm-hmm. That he said, this guy knows every Beatles song. And not only that, he knows every harmony part, everything. He's just a Beatle completist. Yeah. You've got to have this guy, Frank, too. Mm-hmm. So I go up there, and here I am, because Will was saying, we've got to have Jimmy, because he knows me from we've been playing together for years in New York. And, you know, the prerequisite was that everybody sings and plays multi-instruments, you know, does whatever we need to do. So we get up there, and Will pulls out the great big Beatle complete book. It's a big book of scores, and he opens it up to Because and says, all right, let's play this. <laughs> because from yeah. from Abbey Road, I'm like some oh, serious harmony going that, there. Huh? Yeah. So he goes, Jimmy, you play the harpsichord part because I know you can read the piano part. I said, okay, I'll do that. He goes, but you're going to sing a part too at the same time. Uh, okay, I- I'll try. I'll see if I can pull it off. And then Frank Agnello, who I mentioned before, he knows every vocal part. He starts dishing out the vocal parts to all of us. So by the end of the you know an hour or two. Uh, we kind of had it down pretty good. And then Will said, well, okay, well, if we can do this, we, we know we can play, you know, uh, we can all rock and all that, but can we sing? That was the main thing. We yeah. all sing. And, uh, and, and then uh, it started from that night that people started grabbing songs right yeah. away. I want to do, everybody grab three songs. We'll go home, learn them. We'll come back. We'll, we'll work on 15 songs. And, and teach them to each other. At the China Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and, great. And go home, do your homework, and then we'll get together. We'll have a rehearsal. See how it how it happens. Now you 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 tack you tackle the Beatles' most demanding material. I mean, and you do it live. Yeah. And there's a lot of strings and there's horns and it, it, it can't be. It's got to be more than just you five. Well, it, it depending on the gig. You okay, know, so you'll bring in guys. It's five of us. Okay, okay, I got sometimes you. Sometimes it's sometimes it's up to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> and and. And or or more on a solo a solo year show we actually have to bring in a couple uh, sometimes a choir right you know right uh, sure you do uh, if we're doing if we're doing all things must pass uh-huh. if we're doing that record yeah we got to have a choir we got to have a lot of Phil Spector sound you know? yeah yeah um, fill the room so I mean it, it depends on the show um, and and of course we do have access to all that and we have our own strings two two string players. And not on this gig, not on the Chicago gig, though. We're rocking that. Okay. All right. You're going to be rocking uh, it up. We have up. a horn section that we use, uh, you know, a good half of the gigs, um, depending on, on what show we're doing. And um, so, yeah, that all developed over the 21 years into um, the, the original idea was let's just play music that they never played live. Because that would, that, that would separate us from the bands that were just doing you know, the I Want to Hold Your Hand. Right. Well, the Beatles stopped touring in, what, 67, 66? Before that, before that, 66 was the last tour. Yeah, right, right, right. They were trying to do bits of Rubber Soul live. They they were trying to do Nowhere Man and a couple other things, and it just wasn't, you know, it just, they couldn't hear themselves. Right, too much screaming, it was crazy, and, you know, yeah, I got that. Yeah, Um, it got to be like that, that, you know, in those days, don't forget in those days a group like the Beatles they were never going to have any auxiliary musicians on stage it was just taboo nobody was allowed in that club Billy Preston eventually was allowed in 
a couple of years later. Mm -hmm. But back then, it wasn't like today. Oh, if a four-piece band has, you know, when you go to see The Who now, there's 15 people on stage. <laughs> Sometimes they're, <laughs> you're right, yeah. Four. Uh, I, I just want—I want all the fans to come out and see the Fab Four. You've got uh, you have five musicians, core musicians with amazing pedigrees. Uh, you guys uh, are the real deal, even though you are the Fab Four. And uh, everybody, come out to the Park West on uh, Friday, May tenth, twenty nineteen. Uh, and see you guys uh, perform uh, the Beatles' uh, White Album and uh, all the way from the cavern to the rooftop, as you said earlier. Looking forward to it. Uh, Jimmy Vivino from the Fab Foe on the Drives Rockstar Interviews. Thank you for being with us today. Okay, thank you.